let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, DC shows up on both the small and big screen all the time. But how many of those projects actually film in the district? Writer Hannah Dr. Loeb tells us how DC has historically been shortchanged on this and what the city is doing about it. Today's Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. Want to help support CityCast so that we can keep having conversations, newsletters, and IRL events? Join our membership program. You can give as little as $8 a month and get ad-free listening and exclusive members-only perks. Sign up at membership.citycast.fm. That link is also in our show notes. Okay, so Hannah, oftentimes we see these movies or television shows that claim to be set in D.C., but we know they actually aren't. We talked to the creators of the show The Americans about how they did exactly that. I thought they did a pretty good job, actually. Another famous example is No Way Out, where a character leaves a subway in Georgetown, which, spoiler alert, there is no subway in Georgetown. (laughs) So why is it so hard to film movies in D.C.? Yeah, so this is something I definitely started to notice as I started to watch more movies that were, like you said, claimed to be based in D.C. I remember watching the Percy Jackson movie and seeing that, like, they were supposed to be downtown, and I was like, this is clearly not downtown. I don't know where this is. And I think my article goes into a lot of the different reasons, and one of them is just, like, there were no incentives. A lot of film companies get incentives by filming in places like Atlanta or Canada, and until 2016, D.C. did not really have a program that allowed film rebates, which is basically where the production companies are incentivized to film there if they spend over, I believe it's a $250,000. I watch a lot of cheesy reality television, I have to say, and a lot of that is filmed in Georgia. So when you watch it, at the end, you get that thing that's like, made in Georgia. If you ever watch Mm -hmm. Bravo shows, you know what I'm talking about. But DC doesn't really have that, I guess. No, I mean, Love is Blind just filmed here. And so I'm curious if that is potentially because of the rebate program. But I don't think there's any other real reality TV shows in DC themselves. I know there's the Real Housewives of Potomac. Not sure how that fits into all of this. But yeah, I am sad to say I watch a lot of Real Housewives of Potomac. Something that is interesting to me, and it's something that comes up in the piece that you wrote, is that so like I live in DC. I know when Karen Huger from the Housewives of Potomac is at a restaurant that I've been to, right? She goes to a lot of restaurants in on like the U mm-hmm. Street area, right? And so I see that and I'm like, oh my God, she's in whatever restaurant that I've been to. But your casual viewer who does not live in DC or have any connection to DC, they're not in a lot of the iconic places like with the monument in the background or the tidal basin. Yeah. Is there a reason to film in DC where you're not using DC's iconic scenes that are going to like instantly situate a filming in DC? Like, is there a reason to film in like Cleveland Park, for example? 
I think there is. I mean, I think there's just as a reason to film in like Atlanta or pretend like in, in any other city. Like it's just like a very famous metropolitan city that a lot of people live in these days. And sure, there is the added value of like having the government and having all the different monuments there. But I do believe like there was just a movie that was filmed, not just, it was like a year and a half ago where they filmed in like the the wharf. It was the new Chris Evans movie, which I actually have not seen yet. But they did end up filming like more around the just like, not the monuments, not necessarily that, which I think is important too. So what impact do you think this has, like not seeing this other side of DC where people actually live on screen? I think it keeps fading into the idea that DC is only a seat of government and only a seat where like all the bureaucrats live and all that. Like, then there's also the level of like, this is not on the screen side, but you know, Amazon just is now having their headquarters right across the bridge. So, you know, this is a place where all the tech people are now are going to maybe be. And you and I both live in DC and we are not working in government. I know so many other people, to be fair, my mom works in government, but I think it just contributes to this. I don't want to say it's a negative perception, but a stereotype that DC is only for the people who work in politics or nonprofit or think tanks when like in reality, yes, there are a lot of people that work in those fields, but there's also so much else to DC. There's a really good art scene. I do some arts coverage and, you know, I'm always learning about all these new things that are happening and all these different theater or groups and stuff like that. And yeah, like I think it really just feeds into this stereotype. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. So speaking of government, what is D.C. city government's perspective about all this? Like, do they want more filming to happen here? What are they doing to get encourage more filming to happen in D.C.? Yeah. So the group that I worked with on this article was the rebate program. They do because for two reasons. Number one, it brings people in and they're, you know, spending money in D.C. So if people are filming, they're getting sandwiches across the street. They're using like hotels, they're staying places and building to the economy. And another reason is it also is somewhat incentivizing local productions. So there are people who are local, whether that's like in D.C. proper or just the DMV who then are incentivized to film locally and stay locally. They definitely want people to come in because it helps boost the economy and also just helps, you know, give a sense of like what D.C. is. Has it been working? My understanding is yes. The person that I spoke to who came in when Herbert Niles was his name, when the program started in 2016, he says that he's seen a lot more programs and about half or a lot more films and about half of them have been from local organizations. I also have, was talking to different producers. This is when I wrote the article. I haven't done as many follow-ups um, who are saying some of them were like, yeah, it's kind of changed. And some of them were like, yeah, it's gotten a lot easier. The other problem too, generally, is that filming in DC, you have to go through like four different 
organizations to film in the main places. So like if you're filming on the mall, you have to, you know, talk to the park service, you have to talk to the secret service, you might have to talk to the FBI, stuff like that. So that's the problem that just like regardless you're going to have, but having these kinds of programs in place is helpful to navigate that. Yeah, I guess DC does have some like quirks that might make it more complicated than other places to film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like filming Wonder Woman and they had to deal with like so much bureaucracy just to get the scenes that they did on Pennsylvania Avenue that I remember like being filmed and I want to say it was 2018, around that time, like they shut all of Pennsylvania Avenue down and it was just like a huge bureaucracy to do that, which makes sense. Like it's Pennsylvania Avenue, but it also is like theoretically like national, but theoretically not. So having to deal with that. Yeah. Personally, do you feel like filming more in D.C. would be good or bad or like some kind of mix? You know, obviously there are a lot of trade-offs to think about things like street closures or just like traffic delays and headaches versus having that kind of better, more authentic representation of D.C. that you were talking about earlier. I think it's better. I mean, we have street closures for so many different reasons. I've got, I'm on the text alerts and I get so many street closures for like the water pipe broke. And I feel like, yeah, for better representation, why not? And to have more people. I also just think it's cool when I could be like, oh, like this person was here. I like the fact that Love is Blind is filming here. I think that's fun. And then I'm excited for that because I think that will be more like, you know, they're not just going to the monuments. They're probably going to U Street or wherever they were filming a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So let's get into some of the shows and movies that are filmed here. Are there TV shows or movies that you think actually do a good job of representing DC? That's a good question. And I feel like I should have, I've been on, it's been on my list to like watch the Americans. And I like that you guys spoke to the producers of that. I really did like Wonder Woman. One of the reasons I wrote this article was because when I watched Wonder Woman, not everything was great. Like I think there was some lack of diversity in there that doesn't was not representative of what DC would have been at the time in 1984. But overall, like they were in certain places that felt like actually DC. It wasn't like when I was watching, there was one Marvel movie that I watched and I was like, this is fake. That's not even what a Metro looks like. Like, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Do you have a favorite or a least favorite representation of DC on screen? I mean, I think the fact that there was a Metro in Georgetown is ridiculous. Like, that's like <laughs> something that like everyone knows is like, that's not real. And like, it's a larger issue. But like that, I'm trying to think what else. No, I feel like that's a good one. I remember going to see this movie, it's from like 20 years ago now, The Day After Tomorrow. It's like a sci-fi dystopian movie mm. where like the government has collapsed because of mm. climate crisis. And I remember talking to my brother and he was like, there's a scene where they just find street parking on the street in D.C. And he was like, give me a break. Street parking <laughs> on D.C. just pull in that easy. And I'm thinking there's so many things in this movie that are really far-fetched. And that's the thing that you latch on to. But that it misrepresents the availability of easy street parking in D.C. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like dystopia in any city, like, no matter what. Exactly. Thank you so much for being here, Anna. Of course. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, share it with your favorite TV fanatic. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.